Hey y'all, my name is Stephanie Jacques and this is Jacques Talk. And this, if you didn't know, is a non-curated conversation that strives to find the through line in our human existence. I am here to be transparent and authentic and to learn and share, possibly create some hope through conversations with friends, allies, co-conspirators, and just people that inspire me. So enjoy Jacques Talk. Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Oh, so excited to, to see everybody and to, ah, oh, it's going to good. It's going to be a good day. Let's put it out there, right? Um, I'm really excited about today's episode of Jacques Talk. We um, are going to be talking about bias and things, and it all stems from um, somebody was, I'll, I'll rewind. Um, when the ACM nominations came out, somebody had messaged me, I'm like, why isn't Mickey doing more? Um, oh, here she is. Let's get her in. I am going to do, do, do. Okay. Hold on one second. Okay. Jada, you just need to update your app because it's not letting you join. So just, um, update your app quickly, like sign out, update it, and then come back and it will let you join. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? I'm going to text her. Hold please, folks. Hold please. We're having just a technical difference. Boop, boop. Okay, she's doing it. So, I will give a little background about why we're talking about this so that you all realize. Um, I had a friend... Um, messaged me on Instagram or Twitter, I don't remember which one, and was like, why isn't Mickey nominated for more things? And I think that a lot of things for fans, especially people outside of the industry, don't realize the qualifications that are needed to be recognized in different award shows. You have to meet certain qualifications. And inherently and historically, those qualifications are biased for minority artists. And whether they mean to or not, those, it's very hard to meet those quotas, per se. If a radio station won't play your song, then how are you going to meet the streams and the, the plays that are needed to be nominated, to be even, to even qualified for that nomination? So even though people are fans, things I think we need to break down deeper into why people aren't getting nominated and getting the opportunity but also, we also need to discuss why people are, um, oh, here she is, why white supremacy is so big in this industry. Here she is. Ah, don't mind me, I'm just going to be drinking my, my spinny. Hi. How are you? I'm good today. I'm out in the sun. It's freezing, but I'm outside, so it's sunny, but that makes me feel good. How are you? I'm good. We have tons of snow, so it's also cold. <laughs> a different, yeah, a little bit colder than here. Yeah. Just a little, you know. 
I can't complain like flowers are blooming and stuff. I'm like, okay. No, I did pretty good, but you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so happy that first off that we are talking today, especially after Mickey's performance on the, on the Grammys and yeah. then the taste of country Instagram yesterday yeah. and people being shocked by all of this stuff, which neither of us are shocked by it. Disappointed, upset. Yes. Shocked. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so I first um, just wanted you to, to tell a little bit about yourself for people that don't know who you are because you are awesome and what you do. And then we can get into talking about the data behind like why country music does not allow black people in. Sure. Well, first of all, we've been wanting to do this for some time. So I'm glad <laughs> stars have aligned and today works. Um, so I am Jada underscore Jada, otherwise known as um, Jada Watson. I am a professor at the University of Ottawa. I teach in music, information studies, and digital humanities. Um, and my area of research is country music. Um, and I started researching country music in 2006, around the time that the chicks were releasing Taking the Long Way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I love that they're called the chicks, by the way, now. Uh, oh, you know what? I think it's really cool to, to now be able to say that they were chicked. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not cool to say that they were chicked, but it's a, it's sort it's of a, a cool, we're, a, we're claiming it. Yeah. Yeah. We should be claiming it. Yeah. So, um, whew, my early work was really sort of thinking about the ways in which um, the chicks were using their music to respond to sort of like social issues. Mm -hmm. um, and that eventually translated into work on how country artists um, draw on the places they're from as a way of building their um, identity. Mm -hmm. um, and as my dissertation was wrapping up, um, I was starting to think ahead of what was going to happen. And it was around the time that um, tomato gate happened. So I immediately started um, looking at billboards, hot country songs chart um, mm -hmm. and looking at gender inequity. Um, and I, I've been really fortunate to work with some great people. I was able to work with woman Nashville to do three mm -hmm. studies on gender inequity um, on country format radio. And it's really because of their encouragement that I like shifted from billboard to radio reports. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, like the barrier to that was a financial one. So I needed uh, yeah. I that I had some research grants to be able to access that data. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was able to work with CMT on their equal play campaign. And that was sort of like a turning point um, in my research a little bit. It was the first report where I, reported on um, racial disparity as much as I could. Um, I, I wasn't equipped at the time. I, yeah. I was, um, you know, of course I've, I've, I've read Carl Hagstrom Miller's Segregating Sound and I've, I've mm -hmm. read Carl Hughes's work, but understanding how the systems sort of work to reinforce inequity um, with regards to race and ethnicity was, was a hurdle that I wasn't ready for until I started to like look around and speak with people and understand mm -hmm. what, 
what was going on. So, so yeah, and that all led to the report that I launched on Friday, which was called Redlining in Country Music and breaks down airplay for Black Indigenous artists of color on radio charts. Um, which is very sad. Just it is very if you sad. don't know, it is. Yeah. 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 And so the with that report was to try to think about the whole ecosystem, right? And to mm -hmm. think about how how integral radio is for discovery in this genre mm -hmm. and then map that over to like label representation and then to um, awards, which, yeah. you know, are incredibly flawed. And to think about the ways in which through each system they're upholding white supremacy, a white supremacist foundation that has been in place for almost 100 years. Yeah. Like the needle hasn't moved very far. It, it really hasn't, and even in reading your article, it just reminded me, I was like, oh, yeah, we have so, so far to go. But yeah. when people go, well, why isn't this happening? Like, these people are talented. Like somebody said to me the other day, actually, about Mickey, they're like, well, it's great that she's, she's getting all these opportunities and she's like for a new artist. And I was like, not new, not new, been around for a very long time. Yeah. And she's still not getting the level of opportunity she would if she was blonde hair and blue eyes. Um, that would change. Like she would be yeah. the biggest thing out there right now because of her voice and her talent and her thing, but she doesn't get the opportunities. And the system doesn't allow people. There's a lot of talent that can't even break a door. You know, they can't even get in because it is white supremacy and I know people get very defensive when we when we say that, but even looking at like, I, I looked at like the, the Morgan Wallen incident, I'm like, that was a catapult of like, we could really work, the system was failing us. The whole system of this genre and the culture was failing us. And nobody wants to be uncomfortable to dismantle that system because everybody wants to keep their money in power yeah. and not share it. Does that? Yeah. The the thing that sort of I think about a lot is that when when we have to use words like white supremacy and racism because that's exactly what they are, but there's still so much misunderstanding about what they mean. For many, yes. supremacy remains Hitler or the KKK, and that's mm -hmm. not that's not what it is. No, white supremacy is a system that privileges whiteness and and. Uh, marginalizes and discriminates against everybody else. Yes. So, you know, you can participate in it without being a hateful or violent person, but that doesn't mean that you're not contributing to a white supremacist structure. Exactly. They, they, I think that's why people get so defensive. They think you're calling them a name and you're like, no, but if you look at the system, you are benefiting from this system yeah. that is inherently racist. Yeah. Like it's what, it's how it was built. Yeah. So that doesn't mean you are a bad person, but we have to acknowledge the roots. I always say, if we don't pull all these roots out, like it's just gonna keep growing the same plants. It's yeah. The same weeds are gonna keep growing because we haven't fixed anything in the soil to yeah. change this. Yeah. And at every opportunity, I mean, if anyone here is not following Amanda Marie Martinez on Twitter, like, please follow her and Andrea, of course. Yes. And 
what Amanda's work is going to show is the ways in which the, so the industry has had multiple opportunities to correct its course, right? Mm -hmm. When the industry starts to establish itself as a music business in the 1950s and 60s, there was opportunity to embrace its multiracial and multi-ethnic roots, and it did everything it could not to. Mm -hmm. and so I'm eager to read her dissertation slash the book that it will turn yeah. into because we're going to learn so much about how these systems are upholding um, and at every turn how they have like upheld and maintained and doubled down on whiteness. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really eager for her work to come out because it's going to, I think it's going to reshape a lot of, a lot of what we do know. And of course we know these things, but learning how they happened is going to be the, the key to understanding all of this. Yes. And I, and I've always, like, I was looking at like the tomato gate and like when we, as a, as a country music genre started, like really trying to get like women on the radio and women played. But what was upsetting to me, and it's still upsetting, and I don't think it was purposeful, is that really we were focused on getting white women on the radio. We were focused on getting white artists that are women out there. There wasn't a, a focus that was specifically for, let's make sure we get some minorities up on the radio. Because we, I had talked to somebody in marketing at a label, and they said it's still easier to get a black man on the radio than a black woman yeah. and it, because women are just harder to get on the radio in general. Yeah. But when you think of that structure, how far are our biopic women in this industry down the line? And there hasn't been a, a push or an acknowledgement about how far it is, even with, with Mickey who has been around for ever, like, people are still not realizing the amount of hate, the amount of things that are happening as a culture in our community and the amount of boundaries and things she has to break in the rules of the country music system that are all against her. Yeah. Like I had spoke earlier um, before you jumped on about how somebody messaged me when the ACM nominations came out and said, why isn't Mickey nominated for all like all these things, because her song's doing well, she's gotten a lot of attention. And I was yeah. like, she doesn't qualify. And they're like, how does she not qualify? I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, let Left me tell you up. about these rules and regulations and, and how biased they are. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think people realize that the system, even in that, is biased, which shows that you can't get an award. And people go, well, that's just an award. But an award affects your money, it affects like, the labels it affects how they promote your concert all of these things affect your bottom line because yeah. it's a business so yeah. if you're not getting attention you're not getting paid <laughs> yeah and i think you know myself included it, it takes me a while to get to the economic part of it mm -hmm. because, because i'm sort of fixated on uh, like i'm a fan of art so i'm always yes. on the quality <laughs> and the messaging um, but we do need to talk about the income part of it. And I'm so grateful for like Pam and you and yeah. Andrea for all we saying, remember like folks got to get paid. Yeah. Um, and, and they have to have an opportunity to even yeah. get to that point of getting paid. Like if you're not right. even allowed in the door, then you're right. so far from being paid. Right. <laughs> like you are just, 
you're not even in the room to even get the opportunity. Right. Like that and is going to provide for your family and for yourself. Yeah. And without having to like break down things and, and yeah. be somebody you're not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's at every level. Like I know that I'm focusing on artists because I'm looking at like radio airplay and charts, but like, songwriters, producers, engineers, studio musicians, touring musicians, roadies, managers, mm -hmm. makeup artists, wardrobe, um, personal assistants, like labels, publishers, like studios, on and on and on and on. These are all majority white spaces. Yes. So, so not only- As a writer, I will say, very white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's- you know, at every single level and every single like organization or facet within the industry, um, BIPOC artists are, are always the minority. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I don't even begin to have the data or, or the conversations or the, the information to be able to talk about this, but like, those are not safe spaces then. No. So the yeah. microaggressions, the, the, discriminatory behavior, the dismissive behavior, you know, even I'm just thinking about like what Dorje posted last night on Twitter about yeah. um, somebody hearing her music and saying, oh, but you're really more soul than country. And, you know, meanwhile, yeah. song about being a country artist with with country instruments on it. And really what they're pointing to is the fact that she's a black woman. Yeah. And so these are the types of behaviors that I can't even begin to understand one as a white woman and two looking at data because yeah, it's, it's behind the data is of course missing. Well, even when I was looking at um, a lot of the comments um, on taste of country yesterday about Mickey and the, the hate that was, that ensued, I looked at it and they were all, they were all proving the point of why she wrote the song black like me. Yeah. I was like, you guys are minimizing her story. You're saying that it's not country because she's talking about being black in country, <laughs> being a black person in America. Like you're completely dismissing her story, which is the story, which is what country is. Country music is telling your story. Like yeah. I was like, so like you're being hateful. You really just don't like her because she's black. Let's just like, that's really what you have a problem with. And somebody actually wrote that on Twitter. Um, on the night of the Grammys and said like, why is she here? Music, country music is for white people. It's a white people's genre. And I was like, this is the problem people. Like it, it is, they're trying. And I say they, when I say like, there are powers that be that don't even know how much they are keeping it a white person genre. Like when I look at NASCAR and they have boundaries now about the Confederate flag, like why don't we have that at concerts? Why don't we have that? in studios like why is that not why don't we have that boundary because i personally won't record somewhere where there's a confederate flag and i've seen lots of places and people are like there's no confederate flag there i'm like yeah it's right there you don't even notice but i notice i because see it so there are bars i don't perform at because there are hateful yeah. people that own those bars which also cost me money so why don't we acknowledge that and realize how all these little micro things are costing costing us on just a daily level that we have to think about like somebody else doesn't need to really think about oh I could go sing at that bar like I'm like I'm not gonna sing at that bar when that owners I know is racist and I'm putting my money like that's how I'm making my money now yes, yes. that is my choice yeah but that's my integrity 
that I want, but that integrity is costing me some money in my pocket. Yeah. Like not writing with certain artists is costing me some money in my pocket because yeah. I don't agree with them and I don't agree with what they're doing and how they are not supporting black artists or saying that black artists are not having issues. Right. Like saying like, well, right. Mickey has just as much chance to be on the radio as anybody else. That's not true. Right. You know? Right. Right. If she had opportunity to be on the radio, you'd hear her on the radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hold on one second. There's a loud <laughs> noise out here. So we're going to move to the <laughs> other side of the yard. So we're just going to walk. Walk with me. Walk with me. Okay. Now I get a tour of your yard. <laughs> Look it. There's bamboo. Lots of bamboo. Good there's luck, everybody. I'm a little envious. I should flip it later and show you my snow. <laughs> <laughs> I do love snow, though. Like, I will say, I do love snow. But, trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. So, like, people are saying, like, she has just as much right, like, just as much chance to be on the radio as anybody else. And I'm like, that's not true. Yeah. People won't play her. People won't play certain people. And also the community does not stand behind it. The community right. doesn't demand it. Right. Right. And she had a hard time with airplay earlier in her career mm -hmm. when songs did not have a social message behind them yeah. about, like about a black experience yeah um, and so if she didn't have support and airplay then is she gonna get it now um which is you know it's it's a huge missed opportunity because these songs that she's released this year aren't inc not just incredible they're not just beautiful but they're also an opportunity to learn <laughs> yes like it's an opportunity to actually change the genre right so it's it's a huge missed opportunity on on the part of radio and the whole ecosystem to not be focusing on the telling on telling the story and and also i think it's a huge missed opportunity in our in our genre for artists not to demand that the radio play play them not using their privilege yeah. and i know that there have been like cam there are artists that speak out yeah but when you think about it the amount of artists that spoke out about in support of Morgan Wallen and not canceling him was a lot of artists. Yeah. And that is not the same amount that are speaking out against the hate of Mickey or other artists. And when I say Mickey, you have to think there's so many people behind her that are coming up yeah. that are getting even more hate or like that are gonna have even a harder time. Like I always yeah. say, if Mickey's having this hate at her, like let's look down and realize that this is a huge problem in our culture and yeah. like I'm nervous for the ACMs like what's gonna come of that I'm proud that she's yeah. hosting but I'm also like uh this community uh yeah this gets a little dangerous like it, it's when I say dangerous it's just not safe for for us to be there it's not safe to perform at certain places you have to think about venue choices you have to think yeah. about these things which a white artist does not have to think about. Yeah. And the labels don't always put that into account, like all yeah. of those factors. Yeah, I, I, I haven't checked, but, I, but I'm curious as to, you know, whether or not 
um, taste of country decided to step in or pull off comments or like it should at least have moderated though like it got bad yeah it got really bad and what was striking was like other than a couple of positive posts i don't know that i've ever seen that many negative in in one in one space it was it like, was hard to look at um, like i was crying like i was yeah. just like i was horrified that this was being allowed yeah because that stuff affects you yeah when they talk about trauma that's trauma folks <laughs> yeah like, and that's trauma for me. They're not even writing about me, but they are writing about me because I am a person of color that writes and performs country music in a country music space. So easily could be me or Britney Spencer or Karen McCormick or Reese. Like it could easily be any of us if we were at that platform. Yeah. And nothing was done wrong. I think that was like the epitome of grace and perfection for at the Grammys. So. Oh, oh my God. That performance, I like the second I realized I could buy like the track of that performance, I bought it right away. I I don't think I breathed <laughs> the entire time she sang. And then when the choir came in behind her, I was like <gasps> I was I was like recording and like crying and like it was it was messy. And I was like ah. Can we talk about what you all did? Oh yes. That yeah. Was, so how did that, who organized that? That was such a beautiful moment. That was um, Camille Parker, who, as we talk about Mickey, the reason I know who she is and the reason a lot of people know who she is is because Mickey found a video of her and posted it because she always is pushing to show that country music does not just look white. Yeah. Like, like this is also country music. And so she just released a song, which is doing very well, The Flame. She's doing yeah. phenomenal, but yeah. she, um, she messaged us all. Like we had talked before and I was like, we should watch it together. She's like, we should, we should get everybody to watch it. And so we started like a group message and got all of the black artists and songwriters that we knew that are women in country music. Um, and we decided to watch it on zoom together, watch this moment, celebrate together. We all talk to each other. We all message each other. We know each other and we're super close and we all talk to Mickey. And so we just watched the whole Grammys and we talked about it. And then after Reese gave a good speech about like women empowerment and how we need to stay like this. And that's really what it should be. Like we're not in competition, but we, we are bonded and we were so proud. We were all in tears. If you see the video, it's on my page. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. all crying hysterically um, because that's how big of a moment that is for us yeah. like, to see her do that and when she's not getting like when that was announced she wasn't being acknowledged in country music like she hadn't gotten the acm like co-host thing like all yep. those things had not happened yeah but the grammys was saying you're going to perform and that is huge that she performed black like me on cbs for the world and then went number one yeah but like within like hours like I'm and that shows the power of like opportunity Yes. Like, imagine if she had been able to be on the radio all these months. Oh, my God. Like, think, think of, I mean, all it took was performing, all, all it took, it took performing on the Grammys for, to push that to number one, because what happened was everyone got to see her. She's 
incredible. She's it like like insane. Like one of the best vocalists that I have personally ever heard. And yeah. Not to mention who she is as a human, but like vocally, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Like if you don't understand the how hard that song is and the perfection in which she's saying it. It just meant so much. And, and I say that as somebody who, and I say that I'm so happy that she is somebody that really supports black women in country. Yeah. She really does. And like we were all messaging Brittany the day before because Brittany got to, Brittany Spencer got to perform yeah. at the Roots Jam session, which if people don't know every year at the Grammys, the Roots do a jam session with like top artists. And they brought Brittany in. That's who, amazing. Who, has never performed with a live band before her music. Yeah. And she killed it. Like, but again, opportunity, like that opportunity yep. happened. And I feel like also that opportunity happened, not just because of her talent, but because Mickey, everybody decided let's release music, right. let's put it out there let's do this. Right. And like you can't ignore talent at the end of the day. Like you just can't. Well, and that's, and that's sort of like what the data shows, right? Is that like, what has historically been happening is that somebody breaks through, but it doesn't translate into opportunity for anyone else. And it certainly doesn't translate into opportunity for BIPOC women. Mm -hmm. So, so what we're seeing now is the power of an open door. Yeah. And, and somebody that, holding that door open yes. for other people. Cause there was a lot of people that have come before, mostly men that yeah. have shut the door out of protection for themselves. So like, okay, I got in. Now I'm gonna, yeah. but I have to shut it. But but Nikki puts herself at risk by keeping that door open mm -hmm. for other people. Like that's huge in this industry. People don't do that. No. <laughs> don't keep doors open. Yeah, and the whole model is built on, you know, to borrow from Heather McGee, the zero, zero sum game, right? So the idea that that redistributing opportunities for the for black artists might take away from white artists that's like actually not i was talking with somebody the other day about this and she's like we all have to like rid ourselves of the belief that that exists and mickey took away from nobody but she amplified the voice of country music and brought in probably a million new fans at the same time Exactly. I had friends from Howard messaging me and being like, that was amazing. And then they saw Marin and Miranda perform, obviously, right after. And they're like, okay, can we support them? Like, where do they stand? Because people do have an iffy um, relationship with country. Like, are these people racist? And I was like, no, you can support them. Like, we got this. I'm like, especially Marin. Like, Marin puts her, spends her privilege daily. Because she got some hate, too, on Taste of Country. But not as much as Mickey, but like she spends her privilege with somebody that that openly says no this is wrong but like yeah. even that i'm like those people would never have even listened to country if they hadn't seen that on the grammys they wouldn't have ever even though their friend sings country they're like no <laughs> no yeah that's not that's that's a racist genre and, I, and that's sad but it this opened sad. the door for them to be like well yeah. They're letting a black person sing, so that's not as racist. Sadly, still pretty well, racist. But and the culture is racist. Not every person in it. Let me be clarified. Like 
not saying right. every person in country no. is racist, but the culture is rude well, and racist. And by, you know, you don't exactly make yourself warm and welcoming and inclusive to, to diversity if you spend a hundred years upholding white supremacy. Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. that's not, that's not really, that doesn't create a space that makes people feel welcome or safe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know, the economic model um, is completely flawed <laughs> because if there was any you guys should get the like you guys should really be wanting a black audience they will spend some money they will go to some shows they will do the things that they need to do like you're i always say if you're talking about money the bottom line you're losing a lot of money like by yeah. by, by yeah. shutting out black um indigenous people from this genre like you're you're shutting them out like you're losing money like it's horrible for business it just makes you guys feel safer. Just, a lot. And just like, right. I, I was talking to Cassidy Pope um, and I was talking to her and I talked to Cam about it. I'm like, our business is so not wanting to be uncomfortable on any way. And I'm just like, I, I really hope you guys are okay with being uncomfortable because that's where we get to grow and change this, yeah. this system. Like nobody wants to be uncomfortable. If nothing right. showed it, Morgan Wallen thinks showed it. But, they want to be uncomfortable for like two hours. I'm like, just be uncomfortable for a moment. Like, no, yeah, just sit with it. Like, this is wrong, but like, let's not rush to forgiveness. Let's rush to work. Let's rush to growing. Let's rush to, to learning and expanding, you know? But we won't do that. Did I lose you? Um, I heard parts of what you said. Oh, sorry. I was like, <laughs> I think I lost you. Somebody was like, my phone went a little frozen. Yeah. I think we should rush to growing instead of and being uncomfortable. I think we need to sit in our discomfort of the culture that we've created in this business and in country. Like, I think we need to realize, and that's why I told people to read the comments yesterday. Because I'm like, let's look at what we are actually dealing with. Yeah. We don't need to respond and like engage, but we need to see what the truth is yeah. and see the truth that, yeah, Mickey can't be nominated for certain things because she doesn't get the radio play because people don't want to play her because she's black and singing about being black, even yeah. though they didn't want to play her before because she was just black. But now she's singing about being black. So now they're using that as their excuse. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I don't, know that the industry is going to make any major changes anytime soon but what sh the result of the grammys is is going to be is going to make change even if it's not going to be at the level of radio mm -hmm. uh, I, I, think, I think all eyes are on nashville right now yes yes and i think that we have the power to show that we are different and that we can expand this genre beyond what historically it has been yeah. without losing what the genre is. Like it's not, lo like you said, it's not losing anything. Like you're just gaining talent. You're just yeah. gaining talent and you're allowing talent to come in. Like if people want quality artists. You have to give all the quality artists. I don't want to just see quality white artists. I want to see the best artists. So I don't care what color you are. 
I want the best artists, but if you're not allowing this whole group of people to come in, then I'm only seeing the talent on this circle. So that's not the all the talent. And that goes with, with session players, that goes with songwriters, like that goes with all the levels. I want to know the best is able to get in. Well, and because of the way the system works, um, I feel like you talked about this with Cam before, but I feel like because of the way the system works, the barriers that BIPOC artists face, they have to work that much harder. Mm -hmm. So by the time, by the time there's an entry point within the system, they've honed their skills to a part that, to a point that is like far superior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't, for them to get an opportunity, they're going to take that opportunity where somebody else might not. Yeah. You know, like somebody else will take it, like won't realize what that opportunity is. Like if you give somebody a chance, like when I got a chance to sing background or do something like, I had been working and I was like, I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna sing and I'm gonna be good. Like I knew what was at risk because I knew I'd also be the first person out. I'm the person that they're noticing. I'm the person that they, if this person messes up and I mess up, they're gonna notice that I mess up. Right. Eyes are on me. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a double bind that, that black artists are put in within this industry. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to do well for yourself, but you also have to do well for everybody else. Exactly. I'm just happy now that um, nobody's telling me to straighten my hair like they used to. I'm always like, "Thank you. You're allowing curly hair, ish, ish." Like, I don't know if they would allow me to have like cornrows or anything, which which is I'll do. I would do it anyway. But you know, I I, I see that I see the. I'm very good at reading people. I grew up in the verse. Yeah. <laughs> I, the whole, the whole, you know, this is, this is of course like my privileges of, of experience, but I'll, I'll never understand um, any, anything that has to do with like hair uh, or, you know, all any, any kind of demands that are made of, of black artists at, it doesn't, what does it have to do with music? Like yep. less than nothing. I'm like, can I sing? Um, Am I showing up on time? Am I doing my job? Can I write a song? Am I turning my songs in on time? Like, like yeah. I just, I don't feel like um, that needs to be another thing to be held against us. And sadly, it is, it is. I get it all the time in Nashville. I also get people touching my hair all the time. So on a side note, don't touch people's hair unless you know them. And then still don't touch people's hair. It's just weird. I it's mean, just or just don't touch people. Yes. <laughs> the positive, just don't touch people. It's very uncomfortable. It's just, I'm just. It's very. It's just very. It's also very, um, that shows your privilege that you think that you have the ability to just touch my hair. Shows that I'm less than you in your mind. Because you, yes. like, you do that to children. You do that to, like, you don't do that to grown adults. So. Also, not saying anybody, but if you touch somebody's hair without their permission, like you are, you have some privilege up in there because and you feel entitled. Yeah. And that is something we are working for. That has nothing yeah. to do with, it has a lot to do with everything, but it, the South is where I get it the most. People touch my hair all the time when I'm yeah. like all the time, older white ladies. 
always touch my hair and it's because I'm smiling I'm nice I'm not like right I think I don't know I think my demeanor is kind um and they go oh look at that of course is that yours and I'm going yeah that's racist but I'm not gonna have this conversation in the street with everybody but that is the effects of racism folks <laughs> and so that's it's we'll have another conversation about that that little thing and and you just have to smile and and deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something that we have to deal with. Like, I can't cause a scene off of every single thing. I think Privilege to Progress posted something. By the time a black person comments on something, they've already reached a level. Right. Because we don't comment on every single thing. If we did, we'd be talking all the time. It has yeah. to reach a point to say something. And like even yesterday with Taste of Country, like I don't comment on all the negative comments. I don't say things publicly. I'm annoyed all the time. But with that, I was like, this is my, on top of being the first black artist. And I was like, you, you will not disrespect her. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is my friend. These yeah. are, this is my family. This is my people. And we are not going to go there. So I will yeah. say something. But if yeah. I did that for every time I was offended, y'all would, I would be on live 24 <laughs> seven. Never, you would never get off taste of country. I would, I would never, and it would, it would eat me a lot. Like it would just, I would just be an angry person, and yeah. I try not to be. I try to be a happy person yeah. as much as possible, realistic but happy. Like don't live in fantasy land. But. I feel, I feel like I saw Emma say something back here earlier that they removed, they removed most of the negative comments that Instagram would deem racism. Um, so. Okay, awesome. That's you know, funny. that makes me, uh, it's funny. I saw, I feel like I saw um, somebody who writes for Taste of Country say last night on Twitter, what do, what do you do? How, like, how, where do you draw the line? How do you know when to, when to step mm -hmm. in? And I think these are conversations that every single one of these organizations in country has to have, whether it's CMT, ACM, taste of country they need yeah, to have you're going policies so that they know exactly yeah and i i would say and taste of country we retweeted some of my things that i i said yesterday and i was appreciative because what you need to realize is if it is harming somebody if you were reading that and they were talking about you it, about things that aren't even your voice or your talent they were talking about her race and how disgusting she is like that is hate speech and that yeah. can't be tolerated and yes people go free speech but you can't walk into i always say you can't walk into a movie theater and yell fire like you can't do things that are destructive to people's lives like you can't do that and as a company do you yeah. want to allow that like because you're also a company so taste a country like do you want that to be your line or do you want to be like no we don't allow you to hate on these people like you can have an opinion but when you get nasty, we're going to take it off because that's not okay. Because yeah. these are artists that we support and we're going to say, no, like this person shouldn't go to our page and have to read comments about themselves like that. Right. Like, yeah. you know, like that's where they, that's where they have a responsibility and they, and it is, it is conversations that are uncomfortable, but a responsibility to protect artists and make them feel safe and make them feel like they're not having to battle it. Like you're yeah. the company, 
you have that battle. You use your privilege to say, this is our platform. We don't want you to write that on our platform. Yeah. So we're going to delete it. Boom. Yeah. Protect like, the artists that, that are being talked about. Protect the artists that are going to see it. But also protect the fans mm -hmm. who also are going to see it because they're also going to be traumatized by this language. Yes. And, and people can go, there's free speech, there's all this. No, we need to stop saying that you can say whatever you want and there's no repercussion. Like there are repercussions for what you say. Say what you want, but also you can get deleted. Like if you, somebody writes something on my thing, I can block them and I block all the time. I block people all the time that say I love Satan. I don't know where they got that. People saying that I'm, I'm evil. People saying I'm racist because I talk about race. I block them. I have the ability right. to do that. They can say that to me, but I don't have to engage because this is my page and I don't want people to look at that and have that judgment. I'm always open to a conversation. And I think Taste of Country, this is an opportunity for them and for other companies in country to see like, okay, we're going to start letting more black artists in. Let's make sure this space is safe for them because posting a picture of Mickey is different than posting a picture of Carrie Underwood. It's different. Yep. And we need to make sure that yeah. they both feel safe, that they both are protected. Even though you're not gonna get like yeah. true hate. You might get people that don't like Carrie Underwood, but nobody's writing things, racist things on there about her. But people are, and even from Marin, like right. don't allow people to write that because she's standing up. So these are people that are are pushing for us to be better as a culture, don't let them get attacked. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's where I, they say, and, and people might be like, that's editing. It's their platform. They can edit what they want. Or they can even write in their thing. Don't write yeah. hateful things or we will delete you. Like, yeah. You have to, you have to take a stand. They're all, yeah. Mm -hmm. Madeline says here, speech is not free speech. And that's, and that's the thing, right? Like, it's hate, not free hate speech. speech isn't free speech and so you know i think i think it's time for everyone to make those statements put it right on their pages we don't tolerate x kind of behavior we're gonna uh, you know you post that way you're yeah and and it's simple as that and people will still do it but people will start learning like just because it's the internet we certain pages you can't behave this way like you couldn't go walk into a meeting and say that so why should you be able to write it? Especially when your picture's there. Like these are people that were saying it very boldly. Like we, they need to know this is not the culture we represent. Yeah. And, and the problem, and the thing is, the, I, I know a ton of country artists, like they are not hateful people. They are kind, they are loving, but also their careers are on the line too. They, they are under labels. They can't all say things openly without massive repercussions. So let's help them out that when they do say something, they're not attacked yeah. and made to feel unsafe. And then maybe more artists will come to the aid of it. Like, let it be safe for everybody. Because I know artists that want to say something, but they're scared that they're going to yeah. get all that backlash of on them too. They're going to lose fans. Of course. They're I mean, it's, it's unfortunate because the... Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's really unfortunate because they have the platform to make statements for that will, that will be helpful. But um, I, I wish that there would just be more support. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I want to say I appreciate this. And we're going to have to do a part two because I could talk to you for hours. I really could. I could because I love you. And me too. I am so me thankful. Too. Like, better I'm so thankful for platforms like this. Yeah. I am so thankful for you. And I am thankful for these platforms. I'm thankful for these conversations that we we have because I do believe as people listen to them and listen to different types of people talking that they slowly start to understand what is really going on and we can start we can start noticing the weeds so that we can start pulling them I think the first step is seeing them and so I appreciate you really do and I appreciate you taking the time and the, the space and holding the space for me to have this conversation with you Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just, it's so, I, every time we talk, it just feels like, um, one, I think I learn a lot just every time we talk. Um, but two, it just always feels like a safe space to, to have a critical discussion. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful. One, these Jacques talk conversations, if, if this is your first one, please come back and, and, or go back on, um, Stephanie's, um, Instagram account and look at all of them. There have been some really great, really important yeah. conversations that have been on here. They're not easy. And the thing is, as as white folk, we're, um, we're all going to be uncomfortable and we should be because, you know, it's hundreds of years that need to be, I don't know. Unraveled. You have to un unravel hundreds of years. It's a lot of and and there's gonna be so much work to do to 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 understand how the system was built but also to break it right down mm -hmm. yeah and i'm there's like birds going, there's a lot going on out here in this today hope you guys enjoy <laughs> the ambiance of the music <laughs> but we will a hundred percent do this again i have I do want to say, uh, for anybody that makes it to this end of the video, um, I do have merch on sale, and there's a link in my bio, and all the proceeds go to the ACLU and to start a grant for up-and-coming Black artists so that they can have a chance to to get in, to get into this game yeah. if they want to. I'm always like, come on down. But sometimes finances are the barrier to getting in and getting good quality demos and things. So. Um, as Jacques Talk, I want to do something to help. So we're selling some merch. So check it out Good. if you like the good hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> or you can just donate if you don't want any more gear. But I like clothes, so. Yeah. I, I love yeah. my hoodie coming. <laughs> yes, yes. It's going to be coming soon. It's going to be comfortable. So thank you. I will post this on my page. And we will do this again, girl. We will do it again. Absolutely. Great to see you. Great to see you.